0: Hi, I'm Stu, and this is my hetero life mate, Magic Mike, and you're listening to Kevin Smith season on the Films and Swearing Movie Podcast. Snooch! Welcome to episode 245 of the Films and Swearing Movie Podcast. Yes, it is me, your host, Stuart Allen, and of course, sitting across the room is Magic Mike Christie.
1: Yep. We're back.
0: Yep. We might have dodgy health, but we're here.
1: (laughs) How long has it been? Four, five
0: weeks? Maybe. Aye, because. Five or six? Well, the thing is, we started Halloween late, got two weeks into that, and then that fell apart.
1: Yeah, and then I died twice. Mm. According to the lovely people in my (laughs) work.
0: So, but we're alive. Mm hmm. And we decided, right, we need to have another fucking stab at a season before the end of the year. Yep. So we've we've went with Kevin Smith.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's to kind of commemorate the release of James Bob The Reboot. Yes. I mean, it's probably going to get a very limited release there, here.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as far as I know, it looks like it's only shown in view cinemas, and it might just be because it's really. Um, I was because to really early, but no, it's really... It's like a fortnight away now. Uh, the only times they have up for it is uh, once on a Friday night. Wow. Across all of you cinemas. So I hope it's getting more fucking shows than just once on a Friday night.
1: Because
0: mm. ideally, I would go to like Edinburgh on like, a Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah.
0: And catch an afternoon show. And, but fucking half eight on a Friday night.
1: Yeah. But is it no supposedly schedule for a really early... Like on demand,
0: it's supposed to be on Blu-ray by January. All oh, right. So it'll be made available, obviously. Yeah. Well, at that point, but obviously, I was like to kind of go out my way to see Kevin Smith. <coughs> go out my way to see like Kevin Smith films in cinema. So yeah, because
1: you went and seen Yoga Hosers when it. Was yes, up. that was the Edinburgh
0: Film Festival, and then I went to Leeds where Andy to see Tusk. Fell it uh, well, Andy fell it with me, and it was actually, it was a long journey yeah. for a movie. Yeah. So, he was a, bit, a wee bit cranky that day, but I I do like to kind of go my way to just go see it on the big screen. Yeah. But fuck, I wish he would just like take a normal distrib- distribution deal.
1: Hmm. I mean, he's obviously caring about like he's he's obviously not caring about making that much money because. I mean, on top of that, like, his films he does like all his podcasts. And yeah,
0: it's comment, but men still talking about or is that, that got cancelled last year. Ah, right. So, seven seasons of that. Mm. But he's doing it in that roadshow kind of way, where he's taking it from town to town, and yeah. it's like a Q and A and a film. So, I think and obviously they're kind of being charged as a premium yeah. because it's like a live show and a movie. So. It is getting some box office because every and it's a very strange staggered release because every every town they go to it, once they've done their big Q and A show, it then gets released locally in cinemas. Mm. So it's been tweeting all week saying this city and then names like a bunch of AMC cinemas and so the box office is mojo for it. Like even though they've now changed the website completely, and you don't get to see as many features as you uh, used to.
1: yeah, I noticed that the night when I was doing. Like, my budget and office has yeah. completely changed.
0: So, I do like to look at the wee graphs to see how much money they're making on a daily, but that's all now hidden behind, like, a paywall. Mm. So, thanks for that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it because the trailer looked good. Yeah. And, I mean, it's and Bob's Stripe it was funny as fuck.
0: Yes. And it does, it just kind of looks like a big chunk of fan service like he, he says out loud that it's definitely a fucking complete remake of Strike Back um, but it's kind of got all these mini sequels built into it he says there's like a there's one chunk and it's still almost like a sequel to Chasing and Amy and there's a bit where it's, there's like Dogma and he's just building characters yeah. from all his films sticking them together but
1: as well as managed to get a cameo by Chris Hemsworth in there as
0: well yeah I'd like to see what what that is
1: yeah
0: and for how long if he has literally seconds but mm.
1: it would have been good to I mean no doubt if they were still alive today we probably would have seen a wee bit of Michael Parts and a wee bit yeah. of George Carlin
0: oh definitely uh, like
1: I wonder if if Michael Parts was here I wonder if maybe would have been a wee bit like Abram Cooper or something or uh, even the, the character they played in Tusk
0: aye he's just off to the side sewing just Justin Long into a suit yeah oh it would be you know how when they were they snuck on the Hollywood set and it was goodwill uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting 2 Hunting aye, season the, it would be like Tusk 2 and it would just be just
1: Randy St Randy aye
0: just seeing some cunt getting sewed in this suit and it's like I'm not even supposed to be here today
1: and just fucking comical nonsense like that because he managed to get uh, Jeff Anderson and Brian Halloran back in it as well did he not or it, is that for Clerks 3?
0: That's that's definitely going to be for Clerks 3. Yeah. Because I don't think he would have made it into reboot but we haven't seen it yet and it looks like a film that is strung together with cameos. Yeah. Like every scene there's going to be a famous cunt walking in saying a couple lines because like they've got like the oh what a lovely tea party guy he's on the poster. <sighs> so if, if he is just as weird as the fucking first film that'll be fucking brilliant. Hmm. And it's it's like all the new characters. like We know Chris Jericho's got a role in it. The night after it got shown in cinemas, they fucking put the clip up online of the character that Jericho plays. Yeah. And I've seen one clip that Kevin Smith put up and then it's been taken down since. And yeah, I know you're hoping to get Chris Rock in the movie. Ah. But Kevin Smith seems to play that role at one point.
1: Oh, it's fucking. It's kind of like the same way that Kershaw played his. Yeah, it was. It's like
0: the film director. From the looks of it, there's there's two there there's a Kevin Smith in the Well, in the this universe, because also in the trailer you see Jason Biggs and James
1: Wanovich.
0: Yeah, And say who makes that fucking film? Fucking Kevin Smith. And there's a moment where Silent Bob. Or Iron Bob breaks ah, yeah, into a cinema, yeah. and it cuts to Kevin Smith said, "Oh, Marvel's gonna sue somebody."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> kind of like uh, exactly if, uh, James Bob when he about George Lucas.
0: Exactly. Ah. So it's all callbacks like that, which like if you enjoy the first films, this will fucking be perfect. Mm. So,
1: thing it's, it's, it's one of the films where like you didn't need to go into looking to be like blown away, and I just. Have a good time with it. Exactly. Switch
0: off. Have a laugh. So, I look forward to seeing it eventually. Yeah. With it being Smith's season, I have thought one question we could kind of ask ourselves is, do you remember your introduction to Kevin Smith? Like, when was the first time that you really remember actually seeing a Kevin Smith movie or watching it not knowing what it was?
1: Yeah. I think the very first... Kevin Smith for my scene was chasing Amy, right? And I think I had I recorded it on TV, I think it was on like Channel Four or something. Like I think this, I must have been about 12, 12 13 maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, can of see what it was like. And I wasn't like completely like blown away by it and I say like one of the films that's maybe the, apart from like say yoga hosers and stuff it's maybe the one that I've maybe not watched the most yeah given it enough time to yeah but and then I think the one I seen after that was Dogma yeah and then and then I got into like say Jane Silent Bob and Clerks and Mob Rats and stuff
0: mm. uh, yeah, I think I'm the same um, when uh, channel hopping one night I came across Chase and Amy I think it was like BBC 2 and it was just the fact that there was lesbians in it, all so, oh, this might be worth watching. Mm, mm, and just <laughs> mm. and then sit and put with fucking Ben Affleck, uh. all his witty banter, and is like, man, there's no fucking lesbians in this. This is not the film I was waiting for. Mm. And I don't think I ever made it to the point where Jane Silent Bob showed up in that one. But it wasn't until years and years later I was aware of Jane Silent Bob because there was a lot of fucking high school was watching it at that time, but they talked about that much, and it just overwhelmed me to the point where I, I wasn't interested in watching it, because fuck, we're passing the tapes around, and they're always like, Snow games, and all this stuff, and it's like, oh, fuck off. Like, just, your day might pass in, talking about this every day. So, at first, I kind of pushed it away, didn't want anything to do with it, forgot about it. Years later, I had a copy of Clerk sent to me in the post from... Uh, like one of my, my pals online, we used to exchange videotapes like Hong Kong Legends, send them back and forth, and he says, you'd like this. And it was like, black and white film set in a shop. This is... And I watched it, and I didn't care if I liked it or not. and never thought anything else of it. And I mind just walking home with Andy one night if he'd been to like the Bone Club or something. And, and I was just trying to explain clerics to him, just in the sense that I'd watched it. Didn't he really have an opinion back? I stopped fucking thinking about it and talking about it it's so fucking weird this happens and then this, this cunt dies in the bathroom and he gets wheeled out and he's got this big fucking boner and, and just like it's so fucking I'm gonna have to fucking show you it and it's like every time I kind of watch it you always enjoy or well, I always enjoy it a little bit more or pick up something Aye, I never noticed I
1: think I was the like, same when I first when I first seen Cletus so it was when it got released with the it was like the three disc yes like, like directors and stuff and um I um I think I, I thought it was alright, and then I think every time I like rewatch it, I appreciate it. I think I think I've probably not watched it in a good seven or eight years, maybe. I mean, I've got it like, <coughs> sitting there on like Blu-ray. And I think it's got the exact same features as what well, the three discs disc Yeah. Has so I'm kind of looking to look maybe just like chuck on again because I mean, mm-hmm. like when you watch it, like, like like it's easy to watch clips too. I mm-hmm. reckon why? I reckon if it's because it's more there's it's, a bit more going on in yeah, it yeah it's
0: a bit more polished it's in colour it's it's more modern it's a like a different s- setting as well yeah. they're in they're in movies now and Jane Silent Bob's outside again and
1: I always forget like the start of the film's in black and white and it's like obviously when, when you lift the, the fucking show. shutters
0: yeah yeah but oh yeah, I am fond of clerks too and obviously for people that are not aware we will be covering clerks too in amongst us it's yeah. Kevin Smith season, but we're going to be doing that one as an audio commentary.
1: Yeah. as well It's like this. one of the ones where... I'm assuming you still got on DVD.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's fine, because it's not got a UK like, Blu-ray release on the hand. Yeah. Which is a bit annoying.
0: Aye, it's strange. Is same,
1: same with Dogma, though. Dogma's not got a Blu-ray release either. No. Now. Unless it's in America, I think.
0: Aye. Like more Rats has, but it's identical to
1: the... The, the budget DVD.
0: Yeah.
1: I was really hoping for the... Oh, the special edition. Ah, uh, the one that you got imported. Aye. And uh, had to extend the extended the cut and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Because that was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. So. It was
1: like 20 minutes longer as well.
0: Yes, aye. It
1: had, a, it had like a total prolonged different opening as well. It was like a 15-minute a sequence. Yeah. Before all the credits kicked in.
0: Okay. Um, do you want to attempt a film quiz? Oh, you got me. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. No, I can't remember who won
0: the last one. Oh fuck! Um, nah, I can't mind either.
1: I'll nah, just start. That's fine.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, comedy. So, obviously, if you're wondering what the fuck's going on now, we we'll do a quick film quiz to warm up. It is like one of those typical stock and stuffer film quizzes you would get at Sainsbury's. So. Tonight I have gotten three comedy questions for Mike. The first one. Wu's appearance was enlarged through a fat suit and prosthetic makeup for her to play Rosemary in Shallow Hal.
1: Oh fuck! Aye, Jack Black's in it. Yep. He's like, he plays a guy that he gets put under like a, a curse or or something. Like he These sees people for their true personality, like, not what they are. Like inner beauty rather than yes. everything. Aye. Oh, Gareth Paltrow. That's, That's it. it. I was supposed to say Drew Barrymore at first. <laughs> right. he, I will fire out an animated one. Just, that seems to be both of them falls at times. Drew. Uh, in the 2016 movie Sing, which, what creatures are used to light up the stage? Um,
0: I want to say jellyfish, but it's... Ah, oh, fuck it. It's like sea creatures are... I'm saying jellyfish, but I can't think of it. Oh, you're close to squid. Squid. Son of a bitch. Okay, another comedy. What is the occupation of Fletcher Reed, Jim Carey's character in Liar Liar? Oh, he's a lawyer. Yep. Oh, that was like a classic back in the day.
1: Yeah. Which supermodel does... Edina almost kill an absolutely fabulous the movie <laughs> I was not get this because I didn't even know this was a fucking film
0: I, I knew it was a film but I've never fucking seen it and I'm thinking of models uh, Kate Moss
1: bang on the fucking money son
0: aye mm-hmm. holy shit I was going to say na- like Naomi Campbell and I thought she's probably a bit old to be like <sighs> she's not really as current who's the most man fucking Kate Moss mm Jesus. Okay, I'm still in it. Right. Comedy. What is the title of the 2003 comedy that sees Eddie Murphy start a childcare service?
1: Oh, fuck, I watched that uh, last month. Uh, Daddy Daycare. Nah, it was right. It was daft. Yes. And Michelle quite liked it. Mm-hmm. It's got the... Oh, the guy that's in it plays like the dad in the Goldbergs. The white Jeff guy. Garland? Yeah. Aye. Um, yeah, you probably would have got that one. Nice.
0: Hmm? That's three. So, let's get to today's film. So, today's film, Mallrats, from writer-director Kevin Smith. The film stars... Shannon Doherty as Renee, Jeremy London as T.S. Quint. Jason Lee as Brody. Claire Forlani as Brandy. Ben Affleck as Shannon. Joey Lauren Adams as Gwen. Rennie Humphrey as Trish. Jason Mewes as Jay. Ethan Suplee as Willem. Stan Lee as himself. Priscilla Barnes as Ivana. And Michael Rooker as Svenen. Mike, what is the plot to Mallrats?
1: It uh, tells the story of uh, Brody and T.S. Quinton who spend a day in a local mall trying to reconcile with their former girlfriends.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, I guess... Start from the beginning, in a nutshell. What do you think of the film?
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably up there, like really, one of my favourite Ken Smith films. But it's probably my favourite one. Aye. I think one that I quite had a good time with.
0: mm mm-hmm. Ah Well, that's it. When watching it, it's like such a upbeat feel to it. Like, it's got kind of these energetic characters the you could get almost dizzy at times with the, the fucking speed that they're firing out, dialogue. Mm. Um fuck there's like the the scene where Jeremy London's pulling apart Uh, uh well like Brody for like the fanboy in the the comic cue and oh, they're just yeah. quickly fucking f- like I had the subtitles on and it's like Jesus Christ this is the amount of that, yeah. like he was really fucking throwing out huge amounts of like big dialogue like talk heavy like it's not a straightforward I know he's trying to punch your pus, but he's throwing all these terms and like so much alliteration like fucking hell he must have had a like a fucking great time fucking writing it and imagine it being a a fucking nightmare for the cast to try and say it yeah
1: that was the scene where they had the famous like telling Steve exactly yes
0: but no I I am a I was a big fan of this film as well Like, uh, Jason Lee's just fucking... The film's on his shoulders. Mm. And it's fucking safely there, because he carries the film well. He comes across as... I guess, like, to, like, maybe the male audience comes across as a likable character. Maybe some women, like, might find him annoying, but he's just, like, kind of... This sort of character that you could see, like, fuck. oh, fuck, would probably, like, love to be like him. Like, uh... A guy that's so into his comics and he's just doesn't give what was it, it's like comics and fucking Sega. Aye. Like that fucking panic in the first scene where he wakes up in bed and he's freaking out trying to find something, it's just this like joypad so he could fucking continue playing a game of fucking NHL.
1: Mm. I quite like his role in this one, I think I prefer his, I think, I think the role of Brody is a lot more likeable than Banky.
0: Yeah, Aye. Cause that's it, it's got like <coughs> the big three, like Brody, Banky, and is Azrael.
1: Azrael for Dogma. Dogma. Yeah. I mean his role as Azrael wasn't, wasn't he really big though? Wasn't he a no, big role? No. Nah.
0: But we kind of got to play a bad guy. Yeah. So, and he he was well he, he looked pretty cool as well cutting a bit in his white suit yeah. with his fucking horns and but. Brody is definitely like one of these coolest fuck characters. that I imagine all kind of want to be at some stage in their life because watching it now, there's some scenes I could find. Maybe some characters are a bit nippy, mm. but when watching it, I like back in the day, I never noticed these things. So they can kind of, like, this is the ideal film for like somebody in their in their twenties. Yeah, I think
1: that's when I first watched it. it was like when you had that uh, imported yeah. special edition. Uh, Aye. No. So I think that was the first time were really watching it, and I was like, this is actually really fucking good. Yeah, I and And I mean, it's it. like 90 minutes, and it's, it doesn't really, it doesn't really get a bit of in the middle, it just kind of plugs along, because obviously, yeah. it starts off with uh, Brody and, like, Renee and, and the their wee squabble at the start, aye. and then it cuts to, like, a T.S. and his girlfriend, uh, Brandy, and they have their, their wee, like, falling out. Yeah. And then it just kind of, <coughs> like, literally just jumps right into the mall scene. Aye. And that's pretty oh. much where it is for the next, like,
0: 75, eight minutes of the mm. film. Because that's, I mean, it, it starts with, like, this obscure little story about some dude's cousin keeps getting fucking, uh what was it, gerbil stuck up his ass. Aye. And it's like, it goes one week and it happens. Next week, same shit happens again. And it's like, third time we catch a comment at the fucking shop again. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And said, "Well, how else am I supposed to get the hamster out?" And you're like, <laughs> 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 "And just like, well, what am I watching?" And like, I think if it's a case of right, this is the humour of the film that you're going to be sitting through for the next ninety minutes. It's going to be crude. It's going to be fast paced. So, this was kind of setting the tone. Yeah. But, aye, and it has. It spends the majority of it at the mall, and it feels like they spend a good chunk of the first half of the film just introducing you to several fucking characters where fucking Brody and TS S. kind of weep more about their situation is right now we need to go to this person and it's like it's like the fact that uh, TS has never been introduced to half these people so it's like Brody's taking saying this is Trish the Dish and he just fucking explains Mm. her whole deal and I mean (laughs) these characters are kind of well thought out in a way for like Trish's backstory the fact that like, she's this 15 year old that's sleeping with anyone aged between
1: it's like 18 and 40 or something, yeah, or something like that
0: for the fucking what was her book Borgasm
1: aye uh,
0: mm-hmm. and even like the fucking characters like uh, La Force
1: yeah I quite like La Force kind of plays like this almost like silent like, assassin type character cause he doesn't even utter a single word in no the
0: not exactly and and I mean, the when they introduce Jay and Silent Bob, like it's a great introduction scene where they're just Jason Mewes just being his annoying wee self dancing mm-hmm. about for like nobody watching, and fucking just Silent Bob smoking a fag, and then they're sitting, well, they act like these brash characters, yeah, and it comes to the end where they're leaving the scene and there's like fucking Jay slapping Silent Bob, say, "Hey, show some love, say bye to the kiddies," and they're <laughs> like, "Chop, chop, chop."
1: Yeah, that's, that's like. Obviously, the film shows its age because of the sign of the times with the whole like smoking in the malls and all that. How like that's all completely changed, and you kind of forget about that. That was what the sort of culture was back in the day and stuff. Um, But I've never really looked up, but I was always kind of wondering like how old uh, Jason Mewes was when he played the role of Jay first. he must have been in his early, 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 early twenties
0: or very, very late teens. Definitely, because that's it. He's He's so squeaky in it, like mm. there's, like that moment where I think was it the like, that gets knocked out with a bat, or
1: I had some with the bat.
0: Aye, and he does like the whole kneel before Zad, and he's like Snoopy, <laughs> and like a Woody the woodpecker, yeah. like type of annoying. Where it's like oh, he is nippy in this film because he kind of simmers down in other ones that like, he's nowhere as as annoying in Dogma. Yeah. Like he's nailed it in Dogma. Um, I think for Clerks, it was all still too new for them all. Like, there weren't any really their characters yet. They were probably fucking nervous to be on camera. Yeah. But, and
1: And then he was. Which I think it was after Dogma, what was his next film?
0: Um, it would have. Oh, James Allen Yeah. And that's it. Then he's in the fucking leading role. And I feel it's just like it's telling him a couple of films, like, he was too high in Mallrats he have barely in Chase Naimi but he has like, like a good dialogue heavy scene but it's like Dogma where he nails the character where it's mm-hmm. and it's maybe just because he's fucking matured at that point as well
1: yeah and then I mean like he's like you can tell it's like fully matured <coughs> almost when it comes to Clips 2 yeah because like he, that's constantly like, I always laugh like, I rewatched uh, Clips 2 like when I was off uh, and I still got to laugh at when he asks hey, like, Bob to fucking play a bit of music and he plays on I me mean, Goodbye Horses. Oh, aye. And he's just like, Ooh. Yeah. Starts putting on his lipstick and all that. Doing it's the talk. Just, yeah. It just, just <coughs> makes me laugh every time I see it. Where he's fucking mouthing into the camera. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it. Because it... the one ended, the end, the one in the end, Jersey got away. It was no. a completely. It wasn't a part of that universe. Yeah,
0: exactly. It was. I think it was in Jersey, but it had nothing to do with like their their view askew, yeah. kind of styled universe. But aye, and it's it's just strange kind of seeing Ben Affleck in a film where also it must have been like these <coughs> introduction. Like I don't think how much films he had been in at that point, because he still looked like just this like a big fucking goofy teenager as well. Yeah. The way he was fucking dressed and he was just like... Was it
1: me or did his suit trouser look really fucking baggy?
0: Ah, it looked like he was in his dad's clothes for the film.
1: Yeah. I kind of noticed that when I was watching it there. I was like, fucking hell, how baggy are those pants? But I always love that fucking, that running gag they have where his
0: plan is like, obviously he sleeps with everyone. So he was going to take... Rene and it was Rennie, isn't it aye, aye. and what uh, what was the joke about taking make love somewhere uncomfortable and it was like in the bag of what was that a Volkswagen. a Volkswagen and he's was like more or less no up the ass <laughs> and it keeps starting all those fights but everyone instantly always assumes it's a Volkswagen uh, speaking of like that, what did you think of like the female leads
1: to be fair I as you said about, like, characters, like, watching it now or watching it when we first kind of seen it, I think Brandy just come across as that she was quite annoying. Yeah. Like, she was just... I mean, you didn't really see her much... No, not. ...in it, up, up until, like, the game show sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. But I, uh, I just didn't really care for her as much. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Renee, I didn't really... She didn't really have done much for me either. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, it's, I thought it was funny when she was um, when Brody like upskinned her into the elevator, and I was like saying to her about like whole like um, like visitation rights and stuff aye. like that. Like you've got my oh, <coughs> yeah, she had this Superman.
0: Oh yeah, like a fucking comic book and yeah,
1: edition number whatever. Yeah, his with um, fucking oh, what was it? Uh, Fletch. Fletch, right, aye, and the TV remote and stuff. Exactly, and. I like that thing
0: where like she challenges his libido because yeah. I felt threatened. I had to, like she challenged me. Yeah, and like kind of the the unsung unsung uh, third female lead is uh, Joy Lorne Adams. Yeah. Gwen. Gwen. Where. I mean, which, she
1: just spends half the thumb getting fucking <laughs> stalked by Bob. Yeah.
0: And it, it is it's funny like because with their paid attempts to fucking demolish this this fucking dating show, yeah. always like goes movie. wrong.
1: I that wee, like that really inner plot that I was saying, and and for them to uh, get rid of the stage and all Aye, as a
0: favour for fucking Brody and TS. But it's... It's just... I always love how it goes wrong. Like, how... The, the, first, the time, first plan was you, filling the fucking sock with quarters huh. and going fucking sucking the uh, yeah. Lef- forwards with yeah, them.
1: And it was the wee kid with the fucking wooden... Tractor or whatever
0: Aye, it is. and like fucking Bob just tells him to fuck off with a look basically. Yeah. And that, it's that great shot where Bob's trying to gain speed, he cuts to the kid and it just zooms to his eyes like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> then the second attempt, the
1: whole, aye. Like, it's
0: the, almost like Wiley Coyote sort of and, thing. Aye, and it's just fucking Jay at the Bond going, fly, fat ass, fly! And it's like the whole Batman music and he's going, it he just fucking misses, it goes past his head and misses the pen and somehow ends up on another floor (laughs) We fucking head through another changing room and this time we fucking get to see a topless fucking Gwen which was it's strange it's one of these things you've never really seen Kevin Smith films is nudity yeah so I'm thinking if that was Merv I maybe heard it at some point but I could swear like things like like these topless scenes if it could have been suggested by the studio yeah I don't know
1: yeah, but she was uh, she was the lead one in chasing mean, Emmy. She was yeah. the one that uh, Holden was trying to like get away and stuff. <coughs> but um, I just that scene obviously where he fucking lands headfirst through the mm-hmm. it's it's a scene, it's a camera shot after it. Oh,
0: where, on on outside of the dressing room,
1: and it actually looks like he's on his knees with his head through the middle poster.
0: Yeah, where it just looks like he, he seems to be eating out a woman. Yeah, and there's there's some fucking phrase at the top uh-huh. and it's just all these women going <gasps> and it's just him slouched with his wee yeah. bat helmet through the fucking
1: <laughs> but as well I do like as well the fact that the majority of the film when you see Sam boom, he's just all he's trying to do is perform the Jedi mind trick yes uh, he's obsessed and it's, with like, fucking it's, the, it's the wee sound effect that plays when uh, he's trying wee to do science do it.
0: fiction yeah and <clears throat> speaking of cunts trying to do things what about Ethan Suplee's character Willem <laughs> <laughs> like that poor bastards.
1: Uh, I always forget that, like he was in it, and it's, I always got to laugh at when, um, when the wee kids like, like oh, come and say, "Oh, like, it's a kid.
0: schooner!" and the cute dumb
1: bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll say, he just fucking <coughs> lips goes absolutely aim shit because everybody can Sees see it apart for him. For him, could you see the sailboat?
0: And fucking no. <laughs> nah, I can see it that. It's 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 those thing like, where it's cool illusion thing. Uh, it's the but it's the end when they're doing like how everyone lives happily Aye. ever after. And it's like Willem finally sees the sailboat and it's like he reads it, it's like
1: yeah. Like, Do yeah. I?
0: <laughs> it's like the look of hope in his eyes.
1: Yeah. Aye. And it's, he looked really fucking big back. he Aye. was
0: a fucking unit like. And he was, it was a, a few unit in fucking... American um, History X. X. Yeah,
1: he was absolutely <laughs> fucking huge.
0: A few years later. That Because yeah. he was. He looked more like himself in that one. But that must have... That was well before 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like I mean, 90s. this was 95, so... Nah, it was
1: late 90s, American History X. Yeah. Because he kind of, when you when he showed up in Clirts 2, he looked a wee bit more skinnier, and I think Aye. he is kind of slim, doing a lot more.
0: Aye, definitely. But the let's see who have we not talked about? I mean, Michael Rooker though. Yeah, like what? What a catch back in the day! Like I think if I'm sure he was in a fucking hundred films back that time because he would have been Tombstone in about the nineties, and mm. so I think how <laughs> they got him on board, but. He plays it great, I love like his introduction.
1: Oh, but he's in his it, bathrobe.
0: Aye. And, and he's like
1: performing like karate exactly.
0: and Exactly, and the it cuts to like Quint making a joke, so it's like, Oh your dad's just trying to make an ass out of you or making an ass of himself and it cuts to him doing a high kick and his towel falls off and there's like a <laughs> gong going dung <laughs> I that quite, is quite like, your like that. It's, it's... Because he's
1: like the like he's the one that sets up the whole like,
0: dating show dating and show the, and like this, the strange fact that Quint accidentally caused the girl to kill herself by. It uh, said that camera adds £10 pounds, so she went and swam herself to death. 700 <laughs> lap for fucking.
1: Has a brain aneurysm or exactly, whatever. Exactly, and dies
0: in the pool. So, yeah, I, I'm going to enlist my daughter to be the fucking one in this gaming show, uh, dating show, and ruin the. I feel. It's like an overreaction with both parties, the fact that she's so easily goes for it so, oh yeah I'll fucking I'll go away and date somebody and his reaction to it like I guess you wouldn't have a film if they didn't react so hotly to begin with yeah. but aye they're in the pickle if their fucking lassie drops dead but to be honest they could have picked anyone out of crowds to fucking sit in that seat you didn't need to mm. force his daughter to be the contestant
1: yeah um, and in the, the infamous fucking uh, chocolate covered pretzel scene <sighs>
0: I, I forgot how fucking... How <laughs> it hones in, like, closer to the mouth. Yes.
1: like, licking all his
0: fingertips. Ah, he's a, he's a grubby bastard when it comes to eating chocolate-covered pretzels. In fact, when Brody puts in his hand, it's like, like <laughs> it's like a closed palm. It's like someone slipping you money. But it's a pretzel, and they're just rubbing it between their two hands. <laughs> and, of course, it's the whole thing with the fucking hand that he shoved up his ass. So he was making sure he was getting a good hod of his fucking <laughs> hand rubbing it and the fact that the pretzels were the chocolate was melting and it was like eh.
1: see what I didn't understand is like eh. that scene when Brody had his fucking hand up his ass and he's uh, standing like with his pretzels uh, why didn't we just put the bag on the hand that was up his ass <laughs> and use his right hand exactly I, I guess yeah. he just
0: didn't want anything to touch that yeah. hand but I do <laughs> laugh when he kind of just Start <laughs> like <to laughs> a horse <laughs> a horse eat, fucking eating it's, its food just mm. nose into the fucking bag, chowing pretzels.
1: I'm trying to, like, like describe what sort of illness he got for it because it was like he was fucking dying almost. Yes,
0: it. aye. So I reckon if it was... It was like some sort of food poison, poisoning, yeah. in a sense. And it was just like those TV execs that he was trying to impress and he's there fucking, fucking ready to throw up and he's mm. having a cold sweats. and or, I think it was like the... Bit, He was about to shit himself at one point as well, Um, eh? Aye. Um, And then, of course, possibly, I would say it has to be my my favourite Stanley appearance in film.
1: Yeah, I do like Stanley's performance in it. Would this be his first cameo in film? He could have been
0: in something before. Don't know. But it was at a stage where it was mid 90s nobody was really making comics other than like the big two like Batman and Superman But I think it's only the fact that Kevin Smith was such a big comic book fan anyway yeah. and Stan Lee was a big enough get. and, and I maybe Stan never had such offers hmm. like I've got a role for you in a film and he just fucking instantly agreed to it
1: I wonder I wonder how much Stan took unless it would be just because both of them have such a love for comics yeah.
0: I think obviously at that hmm. stage, maybe Stan always fancy being in movies. I'm pretty
1: sure there'd be will no play of the clip when he like a year ago when he, I, him like him ago when he passed yeah. away
0: because that was it was always Marvel cameos are split seconds. It's like like an on screen joke where you just go yeah. <laughs> Stan like sure you cross It's
1: bad that this one's so like uncharacteristic. That he's talking about love and all that. Yeah, but. The reason they're <coughs> talking about it is because fucking T.S. basically fucking told him to.
0: Aye, ah, paid him off. Well, hmm. he never paid him, did he? He just nah. man, like called a favour in and got him to talk to Brody, and but Brody was just obsessed with superhero and sex obviously organs. We've
1: seen, we seen one of his was this year in Captain Marvel where he was, he was reading his lines. The line for the from Mallrats.
0: Mm. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was surprised they never de-aged him, but right, the fact that he was looking at a Mallrats script... Yeah. Was good enough.
1: And I mean, you've seen Kevin Smith's reaction. Oh, bald like media.
0: a bear and with a knee. Aye. Mm. And that, well, that was it. It was a, a kind of great homage, like even for just fucking, like Marvel to reference that. They could have mentioned anything but the fact that they had Stan playing himself, holding yeah. the script from All Rats and the font was right and it was just like, it's a classy nod for, yeah. like Kevin Smith's audience is... Is limited. He's no like a household name. Yeah. Like sure, fuck off, head of Jay and Silent Bob, but hmm. fuck off, head of Cheech and Chong. It doesn't mean they've seen every film they've made.
1: Yeah. So,
0: because
1: a lot of people that are sponsored <coughs> that watched um, Captain Marvel this year, like a lot of them were like saying they didn't understand the Aye. Stanley camo and then He's had to kind of explain it to them and stuff.
0: Exactly. if they if they look into it and see like, all oh, right, he was in a film at this time called that. Right okay that makes sense but for like the fans of the film it's like oh, and it does it just it's like a, an extra like an in joke yeah. even more so aye. It was, that was a great fucking moment in Captain Marvel
1: yeah um I did like the whole sequence with the dating game yes like with the fact that for them to get into the game fucking they managed to get J to get the two other ones absolutely stone fucking stone fucking
0: Aye. It looked like they were knocked out, but it was just the fucking iron reaching for like Cheetos and, and dragging it to their face.
1: Brian Halloran show up as a yes. Gil Hicks.
0: Aye, aye the, the, the Hicks family. Mm. I'm pretty sure they have a, a different Hicks in um, Dogma. as like a a news broadcaster.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: like, I, I think it's when it's Jason Lee and they're in, holding them hostage in the bar and they watch it on the TV, and mm. it, it's someone else Hicks. Aye, but it's, it's strange to see him without a goatee. Yeah. Because that's, he's always like, you would recognise him as Dante. And whenever he's doing like conventions, he's always kind of got the wee black goatee, but the fact that he's kind of got long brown hair, clean shaven. And
1: he just looks like a totally yuppie fucking university. Aye, student. wee
0: prep boy. And it's his fucking answers. Like, oh, when know. he's like, oh, well, I would take this, we go that, we go to the beach and dance the night away and <laughs>
1: I think I think I think Jason's <coughs> character absolutely excels in that scene yes
0: like, and it's because that's like he's like what a of shit and he just just it's like he's let off the lead and he does everything he gets the crowd laughing the music yeah. the, even the executives
1: are finding
0: exactly. him quite like, funny aye and it's just like he's got this fucking confidence and it, it's like when what was it when a uh, Brandy asks questions like, what noises would you make like when we make whoopee and it's like whoopee what's whoopee and it's like you know it's like like fucking and it's like and the whole crowd going ah! and just seeing fucking Sven go like another shade of grey going oh. yeah, it
1: feels, like he, it feels like he's ruined it.
0: exactly but I, uh, they kind of find their star in fucking but it's, Brody.
1: it's the fucking story that Brody tells about his cousin. Oh, everyone jerking
0: off on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Hi. It is. They spend. I, forgo-
1: it. I forgot about that story
0: till I watched it today. I I was, was like, oh, it was. It was like the felt like the whole third act to the film was the dating show because they were there for a while and it's just like you've got Brandy with her moment, you've got TS like going for his moment, and then it's just all the peppered with all these parts with Brody. And then the fucking, the jerk off the, the fucking the plane. And it's always his cousin. Like his cousin's got the gerbil Aye. stuck in his ass. His cousin's on the plane that goes down. And and it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it was like Gail would say, well, what happened? Did he come? It's like, Jesus Christ, there's a time and a place for these things. All right. It's such an easily rewatchable film. Yeah. I mean, probably the only part of the film that, I, I would say drags like which they could have like there could be another way to do it is the whole uh topless palm reader
1: yeah like
0: okay the they get banned flung out of the mall by the police jane silent bob rescue them in yeah. another wee batman sequence where they're chased by police and fucking bob yeah, pulls it the, the
1: vulcan net grip
0: right, and the wee batarang and the or the grappling gun and fly away, and I just love that moment where they're hanging there, and Jay's like, where do you get these wonderful toys? And just plants, I kiss on his head. <laughs> but, aye, they get flung out of one mall, and end up going to, like, oh, it's like a flea market, like a dirt mall, uh, to go see a fucking, topless, fucking, palm reader, fortune teller. Yeah, with a, right, a third nipple. Yes, and, it's
1: it's and it's like like obviously like like, <coughs> TNA, like TS is acting like you can't really notice it exactly and, it's and fucking Brody like just can't even look.
0: Ah, it grosses him out. He's like <laughs> 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 if time like he thinks he's looking and she's sitting there squeezing her tits <laughs> trying to get the information and he's like, <laughs> and he's, like <laughs> and he's like I thought like a fucking weird deviant like him would be all over something like that.
1: Yeah,
0: but hi, ah, yeah, like I, that sequence probably could have got. Like if they had to shave something in the movie, I would yeah, probably yeah, really yeah. change that. It doesn't really done. doesn't really do nothing for the story. I don't know, think. Aye, for me anyway. It's even like that strange moment where, like obviously, it it gives a TS's mojo back, and he wants to go back and fight for Brandy. And it's just that random moment where there's like a guy in the parking lot. And it's like, hey, did you dump Brandy? And he just fucking punches him in the pus and he keeps running. And again, and if it was just the fact to kind of highlight how fucking like, fired up he was. He was ready to fight for his woman now, but... Just randomly punching a dude. He just, can't uh, do him, pal. The one...
1: The one thing we never talked about... Oh. ...was the fucking kid on the escalator.
0: Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> yes, because that's it. It plays kind of throughout the trish yeah. Dish sequence, but... And... Brody is incest. He is fucking raging. Like, just how he fucking shouts at the mum when he goes up and says well I hope he gets caught and mangled and and she learns to care for her children better Jesus Christ calm down and they talk about like talking about the facts he sees in the paper and
1: whenever every year there's always a story involving a kid getting caught in an escalator
0: and then you've just got the Trish the Dish scene and it's like
1: again
0: with the escalator like he just keeps looking the kid he just loses it and uh, like a time of need like when they needed that distraction to what was it fuck up the stage or something and a kid gets caught on the escalator and it's like (gasps) everyone's running and screaming and they're like light bulb (laughs) aye it's one of those fucking moments like memorable moments or fucking throwaway lines for this film Mm. like the kid on the escalator so um, let's have a look who steals it like whose film is this um, probably Brody though. it is it's, it's an easy me, one because yeah. he's the most interesting character he gets all the best dialogue like T.S. Quint's kind of like the straight man so he kind of appears bland in comparison mm. to Brody because he just has so much fucking character about him and then the rest are all just kind of just we like they just pop up like Stan Lee is really good and Michael Rooker as well but there's just not enough of them Aye. to really kind of Change your mind from Brody because he just fucking like he's brilliant. You just imagine Jason Lee to be like that character. Yeah, and I guess let's see. It it does have like a neat running time of ninety minutes. Yeah, which does help. And I mean, how does it finish it? It's like a like one of those typical how everyone.
1: Yeah, shows, um, oh, they the, and... The happy endings. Brandy at Universal with the jaws, hung, yes, jumping out the water. Aye. Um, Brody, Brody getting the, the tonight
0: show and his, his birds now, they like yeah. the band leads. Yeah, Shannon's in prison and it's just a shot of a hand and then a big cellmate wrapping his hand around his. Yeah, he's about to get up the Volkswagen <laughs> and it just has that fucking scene with Jane selling Bob. And they've got Suzanne the monkey,
1: yeah.
0: And they just Aye. walk away. I'm so fucking glad, like they called that back for, strike bomb. back because it was just perfect. Like it would, back then, it could have been what the fuck's that about? And then you see them and chasing Amy, nothing happens. You see them and Dogma, nothing happens. Yeah. And then when it's fucking strike back, they've got the fucking monkey. It's like it just like it's just uh, the continuity.
1: Mm. If
0: I can connect the dots, because I
1: never seen. I never seen more rats till late on. I had already seen like Jane, and Bob, and Dogma and all that.
0: Any last notes?
1: Uh pretty much covered down. I've just got the budget and trivia and stuff here. Aye, fuck so it, go for it. BBT. Uh, so for his second film, what do you reckon his budget was for this one? Because I mean, his budget for more uh, class was really, really like, low. Like,
0: aye, like I reckon a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. For clicks, f-
1: and because it's black and white as well, it was a cheaper
0: alternative. Yeah, I, I feel like I probably knew it at one point, but I would say five or six million. Yeah, six point one million you got for
1: 6.1. it. Six
0: point one, and I, I imagine because I feel like the they must have actually. It feels like they've shot on,
1: yeah,
0: shot on location.
1: Yeah,
0: because it feels like it's like an actual mall. Uh, right? a legit mall. So I reckon if they just hired. The use like of rena- them all yeah, and then just it. like renovated it to come up with a bunch of generic brands.
1: Yeah, I could only find a domestic box office for it. I couldn't find a worldwide one for it. Yeah,
0: aye, because that's um,
1: it. how would you get done?
0: I remember it, it. He's always spoke about it being like a historic flop. Yeah, tank. Aye, so I, I think in one million. Uh, two point one. Two point one. Yeah, that's it, after investing in fucking six point one of it. Mm -hmm. the studio execs were pulling their hair out. I remember he told a story about how they kind of assumed they thought it was going to be the best film ever made because they took it to Comic-Con and showed it to an audience there and said the place was fucking hysterical. they was laughing, crying, but they showed it at Comic-Con and they showed it to comic people, of course. Yeah. They fucking loved it. It's like them being represented on screen. You show it to the fucking world's and it's like tumbleweeds. It must have mm. been. It must have been
1: heartbreaking. Yeah, I've, there's a good few like one star reviews on like IMDb about the film and all that. No. So. Uh, notes is the Wile Coyote style blueprints for like, yes. say, like, tackling fours and all that. Aye. Was uh, drawn by Scott Mosier.
0: Oh right, aye. Yeah. The aye, because that's he's kind of like Kevin Smith's partner in crime when it comes to the podcast. Yeah. And, He's always been like his producer on on all the films. Aye. Uh,
1: and another one is uh, Seth Green was considered for the role of Jay. Before. Oh, aye. Uh, it was Kevin Smith that
0: convinced them.
1: Yeah, that it was going to be Jason Mewes.
0: I remember because that's it. Like, Kevin spoke to uh, Seth Green like this year on a podcast because he's Seth was promoting his movie that he done, Changeland. Land. Uh, so they they went over that story talking about the time that Seth went and auditioned for the role of Jay like with Jay like standing outside the room just being Jay and it's like how how could you bring me here to be him like he that's him there just use him why do you want me to be him They just found it so weird but I also had like to a studio more potential than mm. Jason Muse. But aye, if that didn't happen, like, if they never had Jay for that, the boy would he still be fucking in New Jersey. Yeah. Standing outside fucking, fucking shops. Any other trivia?
1: Yeah, that was really it.
0: okay doke. Uh, so, aye, there is a couple one star reviews. Uh, the, the choicest one I have picked, there's 613 reviews in total, 18 one star reviews. The reason that we're talking about one-star reviews is these are taken from Amazon. We have an Amazon link on our website, and we encourage you to visit our website, filmsandswearing.com. Click on our Amazon link and do your shopping as normal, and we get a little commission for the sale. So this is our little advert. So the Amazon one-star review is from Janine. Don't need to say more with the name like Janine. Janine writes, the title of the review, best left unwatched. Beware that this is a raunchy movie with humour that is sexist and homophobic. Alright Janine. I mean they, they kind of call themselves out at times. Like I remember like when they were trying to convince Gil that he was gay. Is that homophobic? And they kind of address it in the film and it's got some strong female characters, it's not really sexist. The men mm. are made to look like pigs in this, but yeah, fair enough. That was Janine's beef. Um, if you learn to follow us on social media, you can with our username at faspodcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They are kind of still mildly active, mm. uh, but. That's it. I mean, next time on the Films and Swearing Movie podcast, we'll be talking about Kevin Smith's um, 2011, would you say, horror
1: movie? Aye. Yeah. Know that. Yeah, it's a
0: loose. hmm uh, Red State from 2011, so you've got that to look forward to next. Until then, I have been your host for this evening. My name's Stuart Sullen. and joining me across the room is Magic Mike Christie. Yep. Fuck off and tune in next week.